Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another week of the Rebuttal Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Mick Brennan. Shane, how are you, mate? I am well, Michael. Thank you very much. Yeah, I uh, look. I've been uh, I've been a little ill this week, but um, yeah, that's why we're you know. we're, we're a day sh- a day late and a dollar short. I think. So. Yeah, well, but um, you know, I've got a duty. I think to definitely uh, couldn't miss this week, mate. After uh, well, we'll get into it. But I have a responsibility this week to be here. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, some, some pie will be served. Yeah, so. it's got to be, mate. You know, and if I wasn't here, mate, you, you could only imagine. You, you yeah. could only imagine. Well, there was, what, mate, there was already a phone call because we're a dollar, we're a day late. So oh, uh, there would have been, there would have been a phone call. Where's the podcast? So <laughs> look out. But how good was last week, mate? It was great to have Heidi on there. Um, he pretty much predicted the uh, the route of the state of origin, which we'll get onto later. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Uh, speaking of having Heidi on, uh, I, I had a bit of a mare with the three questions, and I think I only I only asked two, and I'd cut you off for one, and it was it was an absolute shambles. Uh, so we're back this week. With it we again. are back. We are back this week with the three questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tee off right now. Right, oh, so, here we go then. Here we go. Three questions. So, number one, your headline for this prediction at the start of the uh, year was that Buckley would be sacked. So, kudos to you, Nostradamus. So, I will say, now to predict, who will the next Collingwood coach be? Oh, geez. Well, if if you look at the betting, Clarkson's been backed in from like $31 to $3.50. Um, I don't think it's going to be him though. I I think that it might be uh, a bit of Ross the boss. I think so. That's where I'm going. Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon. Right. Very good. Well, we will see. I'm noting that down. Yeah. He did say on Footy Classified that uh, if they called him, he would definitely talk to them. But you know what that means, I'm not. I'm not sure, but. I think they need someone that's going to be there for the long haul. It's not a two or three year project. It's a, you know, it's six, could be six, seven years. Um, not sure if yep. Ross has got that in him, but let's wait and see. Looking forward to see what happens. All right. Uh, so, mate, I've got my one of my questions from last week, uh, which I, I actually, I'm really keen to know the answer and your thoughts on this. And so it might seem like it's a bit of weak old news, but... There was a bit of a stash in on the Twitter and, and everything like that between uh, your mate Nick Kyrgios and and Scott Pendlebury. Right. There was a bit of a stash in this about who would win in a game of one on one at bas- in basketball between the two of them. So my question to you is who who you got? Who's going to win that game? Uh I don't know about the height difference, but I'd think Kyrgios would have some height on him. Um, and for that, I'm probably going to go Kyrgios. So I think Kyrgios, yeah, I think from a height perspective, you know, just he's just going to be able to have clearer shots. Um, I think defensively, you know, he'll be able to stop Pendles a bit. I'm not so – and. Uh, you know me, mate. Very rarely do I tip Collingwood, so um, it's got to, it's got to be, it's got to be curious. So yeah, yeah I, I actually don't know. 
And so... I would just like to say, I'd like to go and watch. And if Kyrgios was on top, I I reckon... I reckon his psych outs and like his game, you know, every time he, he uh, happened to, you know, get a basket, he'd be, he'd be just great to watch, I think. So, so there was talk a couple of years ago that he wanted to play in the, uh, the NBA before the all-star game. They usually have a celebrity game a couple of days before. And there was talk he was going to play in that. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, and obviously I don't know if you knew this, but, Pendlebury was a junior basketballer. Uh, yeah, uh, I never heard that. Um, just like, I, I don't know if you know, but Nick Cox for Essendon apparently is over 200 centimetres and uh, a, a supreme athlete. I don't know if anyone's been watching the Essendon games over the last 11 or 12 weeks would have heard that about a thousand times. Thank you, Luke Darcy. <laughs> so um, I actually genuinely think this would be a good contest. So, because whilst... Pendles was a is a junior basketball a very good junior basketballer. Uh, obviously, as you said, Kyrgios has got the height advantage on him, uh, and and is not too shabby. So, I'm really I'd be really interested to actually see this, and if they could organise it in the off season for charity or something, I'm there. I'll be watching it. Pay per view. So I'm in. So is this is this um. It's just moved on from three questions. I ask you a question, then I give my answer as well. Oh, so, yeah, so, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a bit excited there. Anyway, let's go. Let's get your but, second question for you. <laughs> but I will say Matthew Owies from Carlton. There's another name. Throw that in there, mate. Did play basketball um, um, over in university basketball. I think the University of Hawaii and, and then got transferred to another university in America. Um, yeah. So it can go all right. Uh, my next question. Um, noting Ange Postacoglu's um, imminent assignment to, to be the manager of Scottish giant soccer team Celtic, is he now Australia's best ever football manager? Oh, I think you'd have to go yes, surely. Uh, that's a that's a massive assignment. Like that's you know, there's outside of. You know, your big teams, your Reals and your Liverpools and City and United and all that sort of stuff. Like outside of those teams, that, that they're a massive team in, in, in England and Scotland. And uh, that's a that's a big deal that they've brought him in uh, for for uh, for Australian uh, as an Australian. And I think that, yeah, it's it shows, you know, how much faith they have in him. And I think that, yeah, he probably is should be classified as Australia's best manager for the minute. Like it. All right, mate. Mate, mine's a nice, simple one. Uh, will North win another game this season? Yeah, yeah, they will. Um, they will. They'll win. They'll. I mean, we saw it last year with Adelaide, right? Adelaide, well, they hadn't won a game for a long time, and then once they got their first one on, on the board, they went on and won like four of their last six or something like. And in the back, sort of, you know quarter of the season they were one of the form teams it sounds ridiculous but they were um i'm not saying that north might win four of their last six but they'll they'll, they'll definitely win one win, of them they'll definitely yeah. win another one yeah they'll, they'll, right. I, like i don't really know what their draw is it's probably really really tough but um i'm sure they play the suns i know they play us mate in the way that we're going right now that and we'll touch on that later um they're, they're a chance they would be a chance. So, 
I might even tip him. Um, that's how good we're going. So, yeah. Yes. Um, All right. So, third one for you, Michael. Um, Glad to see we got the counting worked out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to get to give you a hand with that last week, but you weren't forthcoming. <laughs> anyway, go. Sorry, mate. No worries. Um, noting Valtteri Bottas is sixth in the standings with only seven, 47 points behind Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc, um, and only five points in front of Carlos Sainz, should Mercedes pull the trigger and make a permanent move of George Russell into that seat to strengthen their armory and arsenal as they get into the, uh, into the season proper and have, having a um, genuine title contender against them in Red Bull? Uh, so you asked me, well, we, we posed a similar question to me during the race uh, on Sunday night, and I got a little bit excited just at the prospect of, of George driving full-time at Mercedes. Uh, mate, I'm going to go yes, because that's the only, only for that reason. Uh, will they do it? I'm not, I'm not so sure. That's not how they generally operate. Um, but, I mean, I'd love to see it, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I'll add another one. Does he go there at the end of the year? Do you think Valtteri's time at Mercedes is done? I think that no matter what happens with uh, other Mercedes drivers, I think that he will be there next year. So whether Lewis goes again or Lewis retires and they go with Valtteri and George, or whether Lewis stays on for another year and then George comes in, uh, I think that George is there next year either way. Yeah, so Lewis has said he wants the contract signed before the summer break or during the summer break this year. He doesn't want it to drag out. So it will be Lewis and George next year. Whether we see imagine George the, there imagine this year. we won't see another we won't see another car on on the Sky Telecast. Oh. It'll just be Mercedes and Mercedes. It will be. It will be. <laughs> All right, mate, my, my third question. Yes. So with uh, Federer using the, the French Open as a warm-up event, um, which is just another thing altogether, uh, and then pulling out to concentrate on Wimbledon, can Federer win another major tournament of the you know the big four, another, another Grand Slam? Uh, my answer is if Djokovic... Uh, stays injury free? No, no, he can't. All right, there we go. It's it, look, he's been great, but um, Djokovic is the he'll end up being the best ever. Yeah, and oh, you know, really? we've talked. Well, yeah, we've talked. We've talked about it before. He will, no doubt, he will. Um, you know, if there was, we thought about it before. So there was a category of nice guys that have been really, you know. <laughs> Unbelievably good at a sport. Oh, he'd be the best at that. But he, but Djokovic will be better. Will, will be more Grand Slams than him. And yeah, just because he's just got time on his side, and he can just yeah, fair enough. He can just just keep churning away at him. Um, so yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to the AFL, mate. We we need to we need to get onto it. Pick the band aid off real quick. Oh, mate, and... the band aid came off last Sunday, so it's okay. But. Uh, yeah, mate. Um, well, it was a great. There were some cracking games um, last weekend. So just uh, Melbourne, Brisbane. That that was an absolute ripper. Um, 
Brisbane got out, got out of the gate, um, and they just in the first half just looked really good. But as a good team does, Melbourne came out in the second half and totally dominated. Went up, a, went up a gear, went up a gear, and Lions couldn't keep up with them. And it, and I'm not being a smart ass here, but it reminded me of over the past couple of seasons in the grand final last year and the prelude in the year before, Geelong was in the commanding position against the Tigers. And in both of those games, Richmond came out after half time and absolutely went to a, a different level and Geelong couldn't keep up with them. And that's what it was like last Friday. Melbourne yeah. were, were Richmond and Brisbane were Geelong. Agreed, mate. Uh, they, they did. And that's what the good teams do. Yeah. They find themselves back against the wall and they come out and just, Stick to their stick to their process and and get it done. So, so yeah. All right, mate. Let's let's talk about the Carlton Eagles game. <laughs> yeah, mate. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. Look, um, I you know I I, I tip I tip the Blues and I, I gave the Eagles a bit of a crack after their um performance against Essendon. But uh, kudos to them. They they come out. They were. I always say injuries aren't a, an excuse, but uh, it's fair to say their list has been decimated by injuries recently and. Um, their classy players were just too good. Uh, Liam Ryan had an absolute, absolute uh, blind of a match, and he did look restricted in his movement at times. But just he just smart, smart player. Got to the right spots, and you know didn't didn't get a lot of it, but made every possession count. And um, there was a few other Yo starting to find a bit of the ball, um, you know. So I think it was uh, Gaff, you know, just running to smart areas, doing the smart things. Um, they they were just too good. So there's no, no excuses for Carlton. Um, on the back of that, the, the Carlton have called a football review and it's about time. I think I've been saying yeah. you for about... John Barker was uh, stepped down during the week. Um, so well, you can read what in, into that what you want, whether it was pushed or, or what. But uh, So that's already happened. And, um, uh, I've been calling for that one for a while. Um, yeah, you have. So, yeah, and people go, he's been a great servant. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. All I know is that we've been pre ordering for 10 years and he's been there for that amount of time. So, uh, you know, I don't know about great servant, but anyway, we're, um, I think it's great that they're doing a review. There's been a bit of criticism about it being an external review, not an internal review. But um, when, when does that get found out? So the result of that review, they have they announced oh, it. I don't think I don't think they do. They no. have said that, but I think um, look. Normally, I, I think an internal review would be the way to go. But the, but the president, the current president's already said he's standing down um, at the end of the season, and yeah. I think there's a few other people on the board that might also you know they've got an invested interest in this. They, these are the, this is the board and this is the president that have that. That sack. There's people on this board, and the president were on, was on the board when they sacked Brett Ratton, when they bought on Malthouse, when they sacked Malthouse and bought on Brendan Bolton, when they sacked Brendan Bolton and bought on David Teague. So it's clear that the board and the president can't have a great track record when it comes to this thing. So why would you get them to do the internal review? It, I think getting an external review is the best possible outcome here because yeah. as a member. 
I don't trust, I do not trust the board or the current president to make the right decision. So why would they do an internal review? That's my take on it. So I think it's good. Uh, the, the, the current, the uh, new president who's on the board at the moment is leading the review, but it'll be done by an external party. Yep. So another take on it, and I don't want to, it's not about Carlton, so I'll make this my last point, is there's been talk about players um, talking, you know, bagging out the coach and, and you know, a game plan and all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, if you're, not in, if you're not invested, pack your bags, you know, really pack your bags. I, I don't want you part of my club, really don't. Yeah. So if you're not going to show the passion, if you're not going to just invest yourself, um, if you've got a if you've got a gripe against the the game plan, take it up with the coach, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Don't just go behind play people's backs. So, really disappointed to hear that, and that shows a lack of leadership. And we do have a lack of leadership. If you look at our most senior player, Mark Murphy, who was captain for a long time, didn't really seem as a strong leader. Um, so that is yeah. something that we that we do lack is leadership. Um, so hopefully they can the review can um, have some positive outcomes and that, you know, I guess starting next year, we can really start to strive and um, Justin Lepich would be a great addition, but yeah, let's move on. Eh? <laughs> That's all right. All right, mate, let's get to our tips for, uh, for this week. There's a game on as we speak. Mate, you've, uh, you've jumped the gun a little bit there. Probably the, um, we touched on it in the three questions, but, Bucks standing down, stepping aside, being sacked, however you want to put it. Um, we haven't really touched on that. It's probably one of the biggest football stories of the year. Uh, I'd killed it all early doors. I've moved on, mate. So, um, But <laughs> it, it, it is pretty huge. It's a massive story, mate. And um, no. and fair credit to him. I He did it with some class. And I think that that's, uh, you know, sometimes that can be a bit lacking when you know football teams and, and that part ways and I think that he, he did it he did it fairly well. Um that's my opinion anyway. Um so you know he, he's you can tell he, he didn't really want to go but in the end he knew it was probably best for what's going on at the footy club for him to go. Um so yeah I think that he, he's made the right decision at the end. So yeah look I I think it was great to hear him say, you know, look, that they've been having ongoing conversations and that he he put the club first. And I think he's probably, he does sometimes come across as he's a polarising figure, but um, there's no doubt he's put the club first. And, um, you know, you have to admire that. I think, you know, with the impending um, challenge to the board and the presidency there, he probably didn't want that to be about him. But if he'd stayed on, it could have well been about him. You know, if one yeah. side goes, we're going to keep him. The other side goes, no, nah, he's going. And he he doesn't want that. So um, That's exactly right. Yeah, so look, good on him. Uh, he's he's a smart smart person. And I'm sure he'll find his, his next role, whether it be in the media or whether it be in another football department, um, quite quickly. Yeah, I think it'll be in the media. I think he'll take the next couple of weeks off and maybe a month or so and then... You'll find him popping up on Channel Seven somewhere. So, yep. and um, hopefully replacing Luke Darcy. Uh, be nice. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's get into our tips. So, yeah, yes, mate. Moving. As you said, uh, game underway currently at uh, 
Well, I know you've tipped. It's Port Adelaide Geelong. So half yeah, time, no, mate. Mate, I've tipped. I've tipped the power. Have you really? Do you know the half time yeah. score? Yeah, I just saw. Yeah, we're up by three and a half. So yeah, I know. I tipped the cats. I tipped the cats. I thought Dangerfield back was a really big addition for them, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the second half. But Port. Uh, Connor Rosie kicked four in the first quarter and looked unbelievable. He's been uh, pretty quiet of late, but he's... He, he looked better than electric. Sam Walsh in the first quarter. Oh, well, nice one, Kane. But, um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be trading Sam Walsh for anyone else from that no. draft at this point. So, no, I'll not, tip the cats not, there. Not, not, not. <laughs> uh, so, the next game, mate, is uh, Sydney versus Hawthorne. Yeah, I've I got, think... I've gone the Swannies. Yes, mate. I've, yeah, Swans up there. Um, Hawthorne, oh, they're pretty ordinary. Um, that's polite. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Swans. Next up, over at Optus Stadium in your neck of the woods, we've got the Dockers versus the Swans versus the Suns, rather. Um, <laughs> where, what day are we? Saturday. Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Yep. Who you got? Uh, I've got Frio, mate. Uh, I think over here they'll just be a little bit too strong. Yeah, I was really surprised to see the Suns at a dollar seventy-five favourite in this. I think Frio. Um, I've sort of been on Frio a little bit this year. I don't mind them. I think at home uh, they'll get over the line there. Two dollars ten. I think that is in my multi. Yeah, it just hashtag explores. It's in mine too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the next game, mate, St Kilda versus Adelaide. Uh, yeah, mate, I've, I've gone. I've gone the Saints, and I don't care about this game at all. So Kazali Stadium, mate. Up there, Kazali Stadium. In, where is that? Cairns, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, so... Oh, I'm a bit the same, mate. Jeez. Like, this... Yeah, St Kilda. <laughs> oh, no, jeez. Next, next up... Uh, North v the Giants down in Tassie Blundstone Arena. Um, you asked, could North will North win another game for the season? They will. Not sure this will be it though. I'm going the Giants. <laughs> no, they play it down in Tassie. They can play it on the moon, mate. The Giants will give a touch up. Do you think that'll ever happen? Uh, not in my lifetime. No. Make no. that one of your three questions next week. Uh, no, so <laughs> West Coast versus Richmond. At, uh, I think that's over here, isn't it? At Optus, I think. It is. So, yeah, it Optus is. Stadium. Uh, so, uh, look, mate, I've got. Uh, I think I'm going. I think I'm going the Tigers. You think? No, I, I am. I'm going the Tigers. Right. Oh, that's yeah, I'm going. Tipped. I'm going the Tigers. So I um. Yeah, a bit like a, a bit a bit like Melbourne. Um, on the on the Friday night, geez, when. When they got challenged against Essendon at the uh, Dreamtime match, they just responded and they unbelievable. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. So Richmond kicked seven straight in a short period of time and really put Essendon to the sword. And yeah, no, they um they'll they'll be winning this, I think. And, and next up, the- mate, Monday the Monday Monday Queen's birthday match, uh, public holiday in in. Uh, the Eastern States, not in WA though, but Melbourne v Collingwood at the SCG. Yeah. And for me, this, this, I know usually you change the coach and, you know, 
So this is Buckley's last last match. I'm sure they'll be up and about, but I, I can't see Collingwood getting near Melbourne. Uh, me neither. Uh, Melbourne for me. All right, mate. So last night, we uh, there was a couple of reasons why we didn't record last night. You were feeling a bit poorly, plus the state of origin was on. And uh, so we thought we'd have a look at that. And it was a bit of a, a bit of a bloodbath, mate. 50 to 6. Uh, bloodbath, you're being kind there. This, this is the worst state of origin match I've ever seen. Um, it was terrible. So they never, ever, ever looked likely, Queensland. Just from the outset, they couldn't, they couldn't defend um, New South Wales. And, um, you know, Chris touched on it last week. And one of the questions he asked me was, you know, will New South Wales pay for playing players out of position? And I sort of said, oh, look, only the, the elite players, you can do that. Well, yeah, and I said, oh, but I don't think they're elite. I was wrong. Um, they're they're amazing. So they could they could really roll on and and win this three zip and score you know 100, over 120 points total, cumulative over the series. Like it could be an absolute bath. Uh yeah. Watching watching as we know, I'm not huge on the rugby, but watching it, they just Queensland never looked like it, and. Uh, yeah, even I can see that. Uh, when all I notice it in the rugby, you know it's bad. So. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So you know, I, I, I guess the Queensland, um, the Queensland camp probably never settled. Um, they, you know, they announced their squad, and then within ten minutes, they were making changes and a few injuries, and so they might get a few players back. Um, they had some players underdone, which Chris touched on, but they just. Yeah, couldn't get near it. Could not get near it. And um, this, their playmakers just look flat. Like, there's a few question marks over the captain, Cherry Evans. So I think there's been a lot of question marks over him over the journey and about his place in the origin side. And, well, it was just in the spotlight last night and he just looked uncomfortable. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yep. Uh, mate, let's go through the the Azerbaijan results real quickly because uh, there there was a bit of a bit of a oh, I don't want to say an upset, but it probably much was. Um, in in that the the winner did not come from anyone that we would have thought. No, well, you're exactly right. So it was it was a funny race. So Leclerc pole. That's two consecutive poles for Leclerc, and uh, neither time has he got on the podium. So, um, I'm <laughs> yeah, not sure if that's a, some sort of record, but yeah. Uh, so Lewis jumped him, and then and then Max got got him, and then Max got in front of Lewis at the pit stops, and it looks like just a a uh, a Red Bull one two with Perez in second, and and um, Hamilton in third, and then all hell break loose. Uh, we had. We had uh, Stroll crash um, through a tyre failure. And then, you know, probably 10 laps later, the leader, Max Verstappen, crashed from a tyre failure. Same left rear tyre. Um, so the finger was definitely pointed at Pirelli. They've since come out and said, no, it's something on the track, some debris, and they've uh, damaged the tyre. But sure, they'll, still, there's some doubts there about the compound I've, that they did. I've bring. got some doubts, mate. Yeah, me too. They they brought a softer compound than usually, and I think I think it's hurt it's it's hurt them. But race was red flagged. 
with only three laps to go. So after they did the uh, formation lap um, at the restart, two laps to go, Hamilton got his nose in front and then locked his brakes into the first corner out of the race effectively. Perez went on to win the race. Um, and uh, Vettel finished second, mate, which was, uh, you know, I kind of hate him a bit, but by the same token, he's been doing his penance driving that Aston Martin because it's a, it's a crap. And uh, but yeah, somehow found himself in 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 second, and and that was good for him. So yeah, I look. I'm not a fan, obviously, dating back to the Red Bull days and the and and the um, team dynamic, shall we say, around uh, him and Mark Webber. So never been a huge fan, but kudos, he he drove a great race. So they had a good strategy, and uh, it paid off. And Pierre Gasly, mate, I yeah. called it. I called it a month or so ago that he deserves to be in one of the big teams, and he is definitely showing it. He is driving yeah, the wheels agreed. off that Alpha Tori, and um, I hope he gets a chance. I'm not sure where it's going to come, and maybe he's one that they go. Well, maybe George isn't ready. Could he replace? Could he replace uh, Bottas at Mercedes? So it's it's possible, mate. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, look. It, it's possible, but highly unlikely, I would think. So, so yeah, just given so, the whole Alpha Tori Red Bull thing, and then they're not going to give, you know, they're not going to give Gasly over to to um to Mercedes anytime soon, are they? So, well, I don't think they'll have to give him. I think he's he's out of contract at the, at the end of the year. Oh, is he? So okay. Oh uh, well, then so. maybe I'll uh, just disregard what I said. I'll edit that out if I want. Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, so an interesting race. Um, Dan, Dan looked good in patches. Um, there was a couple of practice sessions where he was actually on top at different times. Um, had a crash in quality though, which hurt him. Started thirteenth yeah. and then worked his way up to ninth. Showed some good pace at times. Um. But, yeah, I mean, Lando finished ahead of him again. Lando finished fifth. So, good points for McLaren. And that, that race for third, um, we'll, get into the, um, we'll get into the actual constructor standings now. So, it's Red Bull on top. And they've got a bit of a break now. So, 26 points to Mercedes. Ferrari in third on 94. McLaren in fourth on 92. It's a really close so, battle for it's third. It's a red, hot, red hot battle there. Yeah. yeah, and then a big gap to Alfa Tori, 39, Aston Martin, 37. And, um, yeah, so, and then in the driver standings, well, Max Verstappen got zero points, but so did, so did Lewis. So Max stays on top with 105, Lewis 101. Sergio Perez with the win up to 69, jumped Lando Norris. So, um, yeah, Sergio, he deserves kudos. He's, he's done the hard yards for a Bloody decades. So good time. on him. Yeah. Good on him. Uh, that's exactly right. All right, mate. Let's uh let's just do a quick run around of the French Open. Uh, because you know <laughs> Barty retired, done the hip. Uh uh Federer just had had enough, decided he wanted to go home. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, that's all, I reckon that's ordinary darts, but anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the 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 final is going to end up being the semi final, um, so because uh, the Joker and Rafa are playing against each other in the semis, and uh, it's a bit of a shimozzle this whole tournament. It's is it yeah you know but the probably the best thing to come out of the French Open uh, is this week is that 
Dylan Alcott won his third French Open. He did, mate. He did. And he, um, you know, you've got to put him up there with the, with the greats of tennis, really. Um, and he doesn't get, he doesn't get all the, the kudos he deserves or the recognition he deserves. So it's, um, it's, he's an absolute legend. Doing all that, uh, and um, agreed. Yeah, I'd just say, well done. It's um, it's great to see an Australian do doing so well on on the world stage, and um, I just wish you know he got the the recognition. So, yeah, absolute same. champion. Hopefully, he goes over to Wimbledon now and, and wins that as well. Um, so that'll be good. We'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, coming up over the next sort of month or two, I think it is. So, yep. All right, mate, let's get into our uh, bet of the week. Uh, I went no good last week, funnily enough. Um, so came close, but Carlton let me down and, and then Lewis not getting the pole in, in Azerbaijan. So it went no good. So two out of the um, two out of the four in my multi. So uh, I'm going safe this week, mate, you might say. Right. Uh, because I think we need to get I think we need to get one of these across the line. So, yep, 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 so yep. just for this segment to have any credibility going forward, we need to get one, right? So Righto. I'm going this week in more multi. Sydney for the win, Fremantle for the win, Melbourne for the win. There we go. There's there's all the value there. Uh, mate, plus the Sixers in game three, which is in Atlanta on Saturday morning, and Denver in game three as well. Uh, so... That'll give you nine dollars forty nine, and uh, hopefully that one will get up. So we'll see what happens. How'd yours go last week? Did it go all right or not? Um, I can't remember, but I've, I'm, if it got up. I would have been. I would have let you know. So it didn't. Didn't get up. <laughs> so all right. So what do you got this week? Okay, so oh, we've got a few the same. So Sydney against Hawthorne, tick. Fremantle over Gold Coast, tick. Melbourne v Collingwood, money for jam. Richmond over West Coast, ooh, boo. Um, I can hear him, but Richmond will beat West Coast. Right? Rafa yep. Nadal. Rafa Nadal, mate, it's money for jam. $1.36. It's spending better than bank interest. Get on it. Um, into And so to beat, so that's, that's not to win the thing. That's just to beat um, Novak. Djokovic in the semi, $1.36. And then Stefanos sits a pass to win the other semi. Um, put it all in, $9.61 with the boost, $10.59, gamble responsibly. $10.59. I'm confident of this one. You can, you can just take that to the bank, I think, mate. That's uh, done and dusted. Yeah, I reckon. All right, mate. Look, that's all we've got time for this week. Yes, mate. Thank you very much again. And uh, we will uh, we'll chat to everyone next week. Take it easy, mate. See you, mate.